these are our friends from Wyman and Pearl. Anybody that maybe you didn't recognize, yes, we're glad they're here. We're glad God held off the snow for us so we could all be here. Very excited. I just want to tell you a little bit about how we met uh, our Wyman and Pearl friends, for those of you who are new on the scene. Probably, uh, I don't know, eight, seven years ago, um, they showed up at One Life Retreat, and Julie Dahl, uh, well, first Michael said, hey, can we ride to the sledding hill with you on that sweet bus? And I said, sure. And so they got on our bus, and Julie Dahl went and sat with Michael, and then she came over to me. She's like, you got to meet this guy and hear what he's doing. Um, in North Lawndale. And so I, I was like, oh, all right. I hear, you know, people tell me stuff like that all the time, right? You got to meet this guy. So I met that guy and uh, he's transformed my heart. Um, God has transformed my heart as uh, he has uh, woven us together as family. And we really have become that. We've, we've now, we can say we've been global travelers together because we went to Nicaragua together this summer. And so we are doing ministry alongside one another. And so this morning, you are going to get to see a piece of, of how they do ministry um, uh, on, in North Lawndale because they have a theater program that they are doing. And um, uh, our friend Tone, uh, I'm not seeing him. He's probably waiting. Oh, there he is. There he is. He leads this amazing group of students, and they wrote this script and they are going to bring it alive in front of us, and it'll help us go to that deeper place of, of what God uh, did as he came to earth. And and then you'll get to see the Naperville Covenant uh, students bring alive the biblical narrative as well. So we're going to have the, a modern-day version brought to us by the Wyman Pearl Theater Group, and then we will weave it all together. And so this will be a really extra special day. Um, and so we're glad if you've never been here before. We don't don't do this every week, but we we have done this for three years, and we just we just love this. So welcome, and here is Wyman and Pearl. You know I love you, right? Yeah, I know, but I gotta tell you something. What? I'm pregnant. Pregnant. Uh, I'm going to get back with you on that. I'm going to call you tomorrow. That's all you going to say? Yeah, I told you I'm going to call you tomorrow. Ugh. What's wrong with you? I'm pregnant. How did it happen? I know how it happened, but did you tell Najee? I did. He just brushed me off. Did you tell your dad? I don't know how to. I don't know. Well, let me walk you home. Hey, Dad, can I talk to you? Why are you bothering me? Never mind, Dan.
Yeah. So I should get off the phone with your school, and they're telling me that you're pregnant. So when were you going to tell me? I was going to tell you. I don't know. Oh, I guess you're going to tell me when the baby turned 18. I'm not going to raise a kid raising a kid. Look, you just threw your whole life away. You're not going to become anything in life now. All you're going to be is somebody's baby mother. Daddy, what's going on? Oh, your sister here went out and got pregnant by Najee who doesn't have anything going for himself. Sierra, why didn't you tell me? I thought we were sisters. Well, she got two options. Because I'm not going to raise a baby that's raising a baby. You can either... Get rid of that thing in there, or you can get out of my house. Wait, 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 wait. Do you want to leave with her? Then I suggest you go back that way. So what, what are you going to do? I'm not getting rid of my baby. Sierra can't Hello. Hello, ma'am. How are you? I'm all right. Do you have any beds? I'm sorry, I don't. You sure? Yes. Mm. You sure you don't have anything? Well, I got a tent. It has a sleeping bag in it, and it's warm, but it's in the back outside. You really sure you don't have any beds? Yes. Well, I'll take that. Everybody want me to get rid of my baby? I'm not getting rid of my baby. It's a blessing from God. I don't know what I'm going to do, though. Excuse me. Whoa, you look like you're about to pop. I, well, I am six months pregnant. Well, what are you doing out here? My family disowned me and my baby's father. He doesn't want anything to do with me. Well, can I help you? What you mean, can you help me? Well, I have a room, and it has a bed, and it's kind of cozy and warm. You can use it as long as you need it. Why you want to help me? Because Christ calls me to. Well, okay, I guess. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, for what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Greetings, you who are highly favored. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. 
you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. My soul rejoices in the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary Elm as his wife. Since I do not wish to expose you to disgrace, I will not divorce you. I will take you home as my wife. What must uh, Mary and Joseph have been feeling just then? Not to mention the young woman in Act 1. I think if they, Joseph and Mary were around today, we would say they, they were feeling totally stressed out by all this news, don't you think? Stress. It's a word that we use a lot. In fact, I think maybe we use it too much to describe a lot of things and a lot of the ways that we feel. So I decided to look up the word stress in the Bible, so I read the entire Bible just looking for that one word. Now, there's software now where you can find that. And um, actually, the word stress does not show in the Bible at all. The only place I found it was uh, where it said, I want to stress these things. But that's different, you know, that, that, that's a verb. And, and then one of a modern translation of a psalm used it where David was sort of stressed out. But really, stress, it's not in the Bible, and yet, and yet what is it? I, um, I found a definition this week um, for our youth group party on Wednesday night. Diana and, uh, and Greg went to absolutely no expense to provide a gift for our, our students this year, and they got a bunch of free mugs. Now, they did put some hot cocoa and a candy cane in, too, but uh, the one that I got says stress on it, and so there's a definition. It says, the confusion created when one's mind overrides the body's basic desire to clobber some yo-yo who desperately deserves it. I, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of a nonviolent person myself, so I didn't really, uh, really care for that definition too much, but it was kind of fun. But seriously, here, here's a definition of stress for you. Stress is a condition or feeling experienced when a person perceives that, quote, demands exceed, demands exceed the personal and social resources the individual is able to mobilize. In less formal terms, we feel stress when we feel that, quote, things are out of control. When we have demands on us that push us beyond the resources we think we have and we feel that life is beginning to spin out of control is when we begin to feel stress. Maybe another way to put it is that we feel stressed when we feel that our ability to cope has been stretched too far and we feel stressed. Back in the 1960s, there was two social scientists who created a stress scale And it's a scale where different points were assigned to a number of stress-causing events. They're called life change units, or from now on, LCUs, okay? So different different life change things got a different sort of point value. So things from like uh, the loss of a loved one to moving to a job change, uh, taking on a mortgage, things like that that can cause us stress. Some might even be kind of good, but they cause us stress. So I was thinking about Joseph and Mary, and their, uh, they had some pretty big LCUs when you think about it. Pregnancy, unplanned. Marriage, quick. Change in living situation. I looked at the stress scale from the 60s, and one of the things was trouble with in-laws. 
And we don't read that about Joseph and Mary. It's quite possible that was on the list as well. So Joseph and Mary would score several points on that stress scale. But the stress scale had no category for virgin birth. (laughs) Or how about this? All of history before you and after you depends on you and that teeny tiny little person inside you. That's not on the stress scale either. But it's the truth, isn't it? All of salvation history depended on that teeny tiny little person in there. Joseph and Mary, you are the only ones to experience this and go through this. Holy Elsie, you, Batman. Life change units. Stressed, probably. Probably very stressed. But when we speak of stress, we also consider the ability to cope. We consider the resources that we have to handle the demands that are put upon us. And as we watch Joseph's kindness and his obedience, and then as we hear Mary's response and her willingness, then as she speaks, we know Joseph and Mary have some resources. Not financial resources, certainly, but they have a faith resource. Simply put, they trust God. They trust God. It's going to get even scarier. It's going to get even harder for Joseph and Mary, this journey that they're on now. We read ahead in the Bible and things get very difficult. But Joseph and Mary believe that the living God is at work in this, and so they believe they can do it. So Joseph takes her as his wife instead of ending their engagement, which in those days the engagement was was much more binding. And so it, it was, in effect, a divorce. And he decides not to do that, and he takes her to his wife, even when all of this stuff is swirling around them. And Mary says, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my soul rejoices, rejoices in my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed, not stressed. (laughs) For the mighty one is holy. And he's done great things for me. Mary believes God. Mary trusts God. And so she chooses to obey God. Are Joseph and Mary a stressed couple? I think so. Tough news for a young couple. But stress isn't all necessarily bad. As I said, some of the things on that stress scale are good things, like marriage and graduation and things like that, job promotion. But they bring stress. But this amazing couple, this amazing couple reminds us that the way to meet the stressors in our life is with trust in God. And the God who loves us and the God who wants to work out his plan through us. That's what's happening here. That teeny little thing inside of Mary is the plan of God. And God is still at work working his plan in and through you and me. And so sometimes even in those high stress moments when the LCUs seem like they're off the chart, God is at work and is with us in the midst of that. And is working his plan in and through us. So even though we look at a story that's a couple thousand years old, and we consider a story that's current day, your story, your story says, I have resources in my faith in Jesus Christ. We can do this. Let's pray. Lord, this story is so familiar for many of us, most of us. We ask that by your spirit you would help us see it afresh and anew and what this young couple was facing and the things that caused them deep stress. 
in it, Lord, that we might take encouragement from the faith they put in you and their willingness to follow and obey. May we be those also who follow and obey and listen to you, even in the midst, especially in the midst of the things that stress us out. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of this time to celebrate together with friends. We're so grateful for Michael and his leadership and for Sharona and Nancy and Tone and Nancy and Karen and the others that are here, Lord. We thank you for your call in their lives to the North Lawndale neighborhood and the difference that they are making, encouraging students, mentoring them, getting them not only just through school but to thrive in school and off to college and coming back and making a difference in that neighborhood. Thank you that things are getting better because of the work that they're doing. But thank you, Lord, that it's getting better because they trust you for the resources uh, to make it better. We pray that you would bless that ministry and provide all that they need, even as you do your work in and through Naperville Covenant. Lord, we have some in our congregation that are carrying heavy things even this morning, and we bring those before you. Two of our friends are in grief right now, Lord God. Larry Anderson and Gary Lund have lost dear and loved ones just in the last week. And we thank you for the ways that you are carrying them through them and their families and providing care for them. Others, Lord, are, are, are struggling with some illnesses that just, they just can't shake and won't go away. Parts of their bodies that need to heal and just are taking too long and it's affecting their ability to work and provide for family. Lord, bring your healing, bring your comfort, bring your encouragement, bring your hope that we might thrive even in the midst of stresses, Lord, as we trust you and walk together. Thank you, Lord, for all the many good gifts that you have given to us. Even as we share in our offering now, Lord, we give it as a celebration of your goodness and a way to honor and worship you. And we pray it in Christ's name. Amen. So
I gotta hurry up and get all this stuff together. My sister's on her way. Shaking my head. I'm all right. Well, are you excited that your sister is coming? Yes, I am. I'm excited too, and I ain't even meet him yet. <laughs> well, what's wrong with him? I don't know, but I'm gonna have a talk with him. Oh, okay. Let's see who that is. Hey, sister. Hey, come on in. So how's Sierra doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, how's Daddy? Yeah. Where's the mister? Oh, he should be coming right now. Hey, hey. sister. Hey, brother. How you doing? Good. Here, now that you're here, you can help me get this anniversary party started. Well, I'm going to go talk to Elijah. All right. Come on. Now that we have time to talk, what's troubling you? I don't know. It seems like, like I'm missing something. What's missing? I don't know, like, I know you've been there for me since birth, but, like, I want to know who my real father is. Well, Najee is not your real father. Wait, but what about him and Mom? Wait, wait. What I mean to say is, I'm not your father, and Najee is not your father either. Jesus is your father. I know, I know. My mom tells me all the time about how I'm a prince, and because I'm a prince, I'm a son of a king. And don't you forget it. As long as you have Christ, you'll never be alone. Thanks, Dad. All right, now come on, knucklehead. Let's get out of here. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. Where is the child who has been born to be the king of the Jews? We saw the star that shows he was born. We saw a rise in the sky in the east and have come to worship him. Where is the Messiah to be born? In the town of Bethlehem in Judea, just as the prophet wrote. Bethlehem, in the town of Judah, you are important among the ruler of Judah. Yes, a ruler will come to you, and he will lead Israel, my people. Go to Bethlehem and search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so I may go worship him. 
The time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you you'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth. Please stand as we sing this chorus together.
Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning all that they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds glorified and praised God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Amen. Let's stand and sing together. Awesome job, all of you. Angels and shepherds and lambs, awesome. Way to go, everybody. And baby Jesus, she's, she's just fine, isn't she? So that's great. Thank you so much. Isn't this fun? Yeah. We want to remind you, first of all, kids, just stay put. 
And right after I say a short prayer is your photo op, even though you're, many are taking those photo ops even now. But So stay for just a moment for pictures. And then, uh, then you are all invited. I'll pray right now. And you're invited to lunch. It'll be start, uh, starting real soon. We're just about ready to go. Uh, let me just pray quickly, and then we'll take pictures. We'll eat lunch, and we'll celebrate God's goodness. Lord, this is such a fun day. So, so fun. Because, Lord, we have included the children, and yet we look also, Lord, to the very depths of meaning and truth in our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And we celebrate you, Jesus, that you make a difference in our lives, and you are our hope, and we rejoice in you. So, Lord, we go forth in that. We continue to celebrate with that great joy, and we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen.